And you're to Radio Alderberg 93.6 FM. It is time to chat to STBB attorney Samantha Adams. And uh, the amazing thing is that this morning we're chatting about rental payment due dates and also when to start legal action, Lucia. And that's so important. And I think this is going to be a phenomenal topic. So stay mm. tuned for that in just two minutes. Looking forward to it. In the rechtskolom wordt met trots aangebied door STBB procureurs voor vooraanstaande rechtsadvies teen bekostigbare tarieven. Skakel hulle op 021-850-6400. Jy moet net onthou dat Radio Helderberg of STBB procureurs nie aanspreeklik gauw kan word vir enige skade geluid uit vo- wat voortspreid uit advies gegeen in hierdie rechtskolom program nie. Elke saak moet op sy eie meritaan teer word. Established in 1900, STBB Attorneys is a firm of approximately 90 business-minded lawyers practicing from 11 offices throughout South Africa. By understanding our clients' needs and objectives, we strive to deliver cost-effective legal solutions for all business and personal matters. The Helderberg team specializes specifically in property law and developments with a commitment to developing close working relationships with our clients, enabling us to succeed consistently on their behalf. Big represents our reach and professionalism. Small is our personal approach to our work and our clients. Let our 120 years experience be your guide. You can visit our website at stbb.co.za. And I love chatting to them this morning, Samantha Adams, associate at STBB, focusing on litigation. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning. It's nice to be back. Oh, it's lovely to chat to you again. It's so, so great. So, Samantha, this morning, very interesting, uh, something that's actually every day, but uh, we don't know exactly what the legal side of it always is. Uh, So, rental payments, due dates, and when to start legal action. I'm going to just kick it off with the the most basic question. Uh, when uh, When must rental be paid by your tenant to their landlord? When is that? So the answer is quite simple. It's ultimately stipulated in the lease agreement. So if you are doing an EFT, the money needs to reach the landlord's bank account by the appointed date that is stipulated in the lease agreement. Mm -hmm. So the tenant is ultimately in breach of the lease if they have instructed that payment be made, but payment has not reached the landlord's account by the appointed date. So... It doesn't matter if you made payment, let's say payment is due on the 25th, you've made payment and payment only ends up in the landlord's bank account the next day, the tenant is ultimately in breach. So contrary to popular belief, there is no seven-day grace period, unless, of course, that is agreed upon by the landlord and the tenant. That's mm-hmm. interesting. So no seven-day, um, just uh, I'll have that time a week to, to maybe sort it out. No, there's actually, Unfo- like you say, un- unfortunately not. Yeah, unless if the landlord said, no, it's fine. All right. Yes, con- okay. consent is fine. Okay, so what rules apply when there is no agreement about the date that the rental is payable? So, if the rental is payable in advance, then in the case of a monthly lease, the rental has to be paid on or before the seventh day of the month in terms of our common law. However, if rental is payable in arrears, then it must be paid on or before the date agreed. So, on or before the last day of the week or month or year, whatever the case may be in the particular circumstances. All right. And then off that, what are the consequences if a landlord accepts late payment of a rental from a tenant? 
Okay, so that's actually a very important question. So mm-hmm. if the landlord does accept late payment of the rental, then the tenant is in a position to successfully argue that they have con- that the landlord has condoned the tenant's breach, okay. and therefore they wouldn't be able to succeed in any legal action for late payment. However, you can insert a particular clause in the lease agreement, and the clause would go something along the line of, Uh, Any indulgence or waiver or relaxation granted to the tenant is not binding between the parties. And in that way, the landlord is still entitled to claim due and prompt performance of the contract. Now, Samantha, this uh, might seem also like a very easy question, uh, but where must the rental be paid by the tenant to the landlord? So, it is a simple question and it isn't. So, Mm -hmm. ultimately... Obviously, the tenant needs to pay any monies due in in respect of the lease into the landlord's nominated bank account. Mm -hmm. However, if payment is made, let's say, directly to the city of Cape Town or directly to the plumber, that doesn't constitute as payment to the landlord. If the lease agreement states that payment needs to be made directly to the landlord, then the tenant needs to do so. They cannot simply make payment directly to the city of Cape Town or directly to a service provider, even though that may appear to be the easier option. Okay, so say for instance, um, I say to the landlord, my roof is leaking, I'll get the the, the, um, guys to come and fix it, but then I'm going to pay them and it's sort of off my my, uh, rental lease. So you can't do that, you have to pay it into his bank account. Payment needs to be paid directly to the landlord if Mm. that is what is agreed. Obviously, the parties can agree contrary to the lease agreement, Mm -hmm. but generally, if the lease agreement states that all payments have to be made directly to the landlord, then that needs to occur. Definitely. Okay, so then also another, well, let's say easy question, but a lot of people don't know. How must the rental be paid? So this is also important. Sometimes tenants think that, let's say they have a lot of cash on their hands, Mm -hmm. and then they therefore decide to pay the landlord directly with cash. That is unfortunately not permissible if the lease agreement states Hmm. that payment needs to be made into the landlord's bank account. So it may seem like a relatively harmless thing to do Mm. to pay the landlord in cash if you have the cash on hand. But unfortunately, if this occurs, then the tenant may be held liable for any cash deposit fees that may be applicable, as the agreement was that all payment needs to be made into the landlord's bank account. Okay, makes sense. Now, um, this is something that I really want to find out, especially if you're having trouble in this area. Can the landlord use the tenant's deposit, which they've given now maybe two months extra or three months deposit? Um, can they use that uh, for arrear rental fees? Hmm. Thank you. That is a extremely, sure. if not the most important question this yeah. morning. So. The landlord or the rental agent, if there is a rental agent applicable, may not release the deposit prior to the termination of the lease agreement without both parties, so the tenant and the landlord, consenting. So under no circumstances can the rental agent 
pay the deposit out to the landlord without consent between the parties. This would be a very serious breach of the rental agent's fiduciary duties in terms of the Consumer Protection Act. So there has to be consent. Obviously, during COVID times, Times are tough. Unfortunately, people are struggling to pay rental, and it is perfectly permissible to consent to the deposit being used for payment of a rare rental. But the landlord cannot forthright claim the deposit without consent of the tenant. So let me just clarify now, Samantha. I just want to get this right. So, um, say for instance, uh, you haven't paid for two months now. I'm not allowed to use your deposit and say, well, you haven't paid me for two months. So I'm going to use this to to pay my bond on my house or pay pay for electric utility bills. So I'm not allowed if my tenant does not give permission on it. No, it is not permissible. It's important to note that the deposit paid by the tenant remains their money. It remains the money of the tenant. Obviously, allowable deductions in terms of the act may be removed of the deposit, but the deposit cannot forthright be used by the landlord for payment of a rental unless, of course, there's consent. Okay. Well, Samantha, now the question that still remains with me is what happens if the tenant does not make payment of the rent on time? So, obviously, the tenant would then be in breach of the lease. Mm -hmm. And this happens automatically and immediately without the landlord needing to send any breach notice. Okay. Okay, then on that, what is the consequences of being in breach? Hmm. So there's a number of consequences that would arise from a breach by the tenant. So firstly, with regard to a rear rental, the landlord can institute action for a rear rental by issuing a rear rental summons against the tenant. So obviously, once the order is granted against the tenant by the court, and the tenant has still not paid the outstanding arrear rental, the landlord can obtain a warrant of execution and instruct the sheriff of the court to go to the tenant's house, take the tenant's goods into their possession, and sell those goods at public auction in order to satisfy the debt owing by the tenant to the landlord. Of course, the landlord is also then able to cancel the lease agreement. So generally, the landlord needs to give the tenant 20 days, business days, that's important, notice to rectify the breach. And of course, if they don't make payment in this time, the landlord can then proceed with cancellation and proceed to apply to the court for an eviction order immediately after the lease has been cancelled. And then, of course, a common question that often arises in my practice is whether or not the tenant may be listed on a credit bureau in terms of outstanding a rental, etc. And yes, they absolutely can, provided, of course, that sufficient notice in terms of the act is given to the tenant in order to remedy any breach before those steps mm. are taken. 
Samantha, thanks a lot for for yeah, just uh, elaborating on this topic. You know what? It it sort of seems to me that the landlord is pulling on the short string uh, because it's going to be a lengthy process, and and like you said, you can't take your deposit uh, without consent, and and it's uh, 20 days that you have to wait uh, before saying, okay, well now I'm going to cancel this. So it is it's sad, but that is uh, unfortunately that's a law, and we have to stick to that. Um, and uh, but you know what? I'm not the lawyer. If you want to know more, you want to discuss this with Samantha, um, go in and chat to her and, and find out more. You can find them in part of Flayer. It's here in Somerset West, uh, the number 021-850-6400. Samantha, thanks a lot. Thanks really uh, for this morning and just discussing that um, whole, um, well, I want to say un, un, um, unwanted situation. Uh, so thanks a lot for that. Of course, only an absolute pleasure. We'll chat again. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Same to you. Thank you. Thanks, Samantha. Bye. Bye-bye. And that was Samantha Adams, Associate at STBB, focusing on litigation. So you can contact them. That number again, 021-850-6400. Jy moet onthou dat Radio Heldberg of STBB prokureers nie aanspreeklik gehou kan word vir enige skadegelei wat voortspreekt uit advies gegeen in hierdie rechtskolom program nie. Elke zaak moet op zijn eigen meritaan die